We move to today's spotlight, and uh, the second Wednesday of the month is always reserved for Wright County Public Health. And in studio with us today, Allison Dudek is correct, right? Yeah. Okay. I um, had a note here, and I was uh, trying to remember from last time, um, but Allison is a public health nurse. Um, November is Diabetes Awareness Month, and we're going to talk a bit about that. Welcome back, by the way. Thank you. Glad to be here. Um, we're going to talk about a topic that, uh, unfortunately, is is uh, kind of growing in importance as as uh, more and more uh, diabetes cases develop. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's we're seeing an uptick in cases, um, both children and adults, unfortunately. Um, and diabetes is a condition in which the body doesn't produce uh, properly processed food for use as energy. Uh, most of the food we eat is turned into glucose or sugar for our bodies to use for energy. Um, and then the pancreas, an organ that lies near the stomach, makes a hormone called insulin to help the glucose get into the cells of our bodies um, to use that energy. However, when you have diabetes, your body either doesn't make enough insulin or it can't use its own insulin as well as it should, um, which then causes sugars to build up in your blood and you have a lot of other um, problems that come from that. Mm-hmm. And many people probably know that there are two general types of diabetes. I'll let you kind of discern the difference between the two there. Yeah. Um, so type 1 diabetes um, usually um, appears during adolescence or childhood. Um, this is when the immune system attacks and destroys insulin-producing cells in the pancreas. And then th- so the pancreas can't release um, very much insulin. The cause is unknown, um, but it's probably a combination of genetic and environmental factors. Um, the different risk factors include family history, um, the presence of autoantibodies, dietary factors, and geography. Um, and then the second type is type 2 diabetes. Um, this is more common in people over 40 years of age, but unfortunately it's becoming more common in children. Um, the cause is unknown again, but probably a combination of things. The risk factors are weight, family history, race, age, um, having a history of gestational diabetes, high blood pressure, and then abnormal cholesterol or triglyceride levels. Um, This diabetes is caused when the cells become resistant to insulin, and thus the pancreas is unable to make enough insulin to overcome that resistance. Kind of commonly called adult onset. Correct. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is the one that's really been spiking. Correct. Yep. Which most of it's because of the weight increase in um, people in America um, due to lack of physical activity and not as healthy eating. Um, But yeah, it is on the rise. So those are the two main types, but there are a couple of other situations here too that that are also kind of under the diabetes blanket or or umbrella. Correct. Um, Yeah, so there's also gestational diabetes, which occurs during pregnancy. Um, However, it can resolve after the baby is delivered. Um, This cause is increased hormones that make your cells more resistant to insulin. So it's kind of more along the type 2 diabetes um, realm. And these risk factors include age, family or personal history, weight, and race. and then the other kind of type of diabetes is prediabetes, um, which technically isn't diabetes yet. Um, it's kind of the precursor to type 2 diabetes. It's when your blood sugar levels are higher than normal, but not high enough to actually be classified as diabetes. Um, the cause is un- unknown again, um, just like type 2, but it's a combination of genetic and environmental factors. And then the risk factors are the same as type 2 bi- diabetes. Like I said, it's just the precursor to it. Um, and that's kind of where we want to catch people is in that 
pre-diabetic range so that they can reverse it um, with lifestyle change like healthy eating, um, getting more physical activity. doesn't need to be super intense, but just walking more um, to start out. And then the main test for diabetes is the hemoglobin A1C. It measures your average blood glucose for the past two to three months. Um, and then there's some ranges there. Um, and then some statistics with prediabetes. Um, one in three people are prediabetic in America, um, which kind of the more alarming fact is that nine in 10 of those people don't know that they're prediabetic. It's it's interesting and and kind of unnerving a little bit at the same time that it's one of those conditions that for a lot of people, as you mentioned, it can be reversed. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, a lot of a lot of illnesses, um, especially those that are you know ongoing conditions, um, are more under the category of manageable rather than reversible, but this is one that's a little different. Correct. Yeah. Um, So that's why we kind of want people to be more aware of diabetes and prediabetes and what they can do to prevent um, diabetes for Mm -hmm. sure. All right. Let's talk a little bit about uh, some signs, some symptoms that uh, the people may or may not have. Here's another thing that's uh, a little bit uh, scary sometimes because there may or may not be any uh, kind of pre- uh, signs or indications at all. Correct, um, which is part of the reason why so many people don't know that they're pre-diabetic is that um, you don't have any symptoms with pre-diabetes. Um, um, type 2, um, there are there are some symptoms. Um, actually, type 1 and type 2 have um, pretty similar ones, but type 1 tends to come on more quickly and be more severe, um, especially with nausea, vomiting, and stomach pains. Um, and type 2, just like pre-diabetes, you might not experience sub- symptoms initially. Um, however, some of those symptoms, if you do experience some, would be blurry vision, increased thirst or need to urinate, uh, feeling tired or ill, recurring skin, gum or bladder infections, dry and itchy skin, unexpected weight loss, slow healing, cuts or bruises, and then loss of feeling or tingling in the feet, which can also be called neuropathy. Um, so those are a couple of the signs and symptoms, but it's kind of hard because you don't um, experience most of them for prediabetes or type 2 initially. Mm-hmm. Now, um, we're talking, by the way, with uh, Allison Dudek. She's a public health nurse with Wright County Public Health. Um, November is Diabetes Awareness Month, and uh, we're covering some of the bases on that here today. Um, One of the important factors about uh, highlighting this, not only this month, but really year-round, is the fact that uh, diabetes by itself it has its own dangers, but it's really hard on your body, and it can lead to a lot of other things, too. Correct. Yeah, um, there's a lot of complications that can come from having diabetes. Um, some of those include cardiovascular disease because of the sugar that builds up on your um, uh, arteries and veins that you can't um, get blood through as easily. Um, it can also lead to nerve damage, neuropathy, because blood can't get to um, as many places in your body. Um, can lead to kidney damage, eye damage, um, other skin conditions, hearing impairment, and even Alzheimer's disease. Um, so that's kind of the complications for type 1 and type 2 diabetes. Um, and then gestational diabetes, um, when you're pregnant, um, that sort of diabetes Um, Most women who get it do deliver healthy babies. However, untreated or uncontrolled blood sugar levels can cause problems for both you and your baby. Um, A couple of things for the baby would be excess growth, low blood sugar, um, and then potentially type 2 diabetes later in life. Um, It can also cause death in some extreme cases. 
Um, and then for the mom who has gestational diabetes, it can lead to preeclampsia and then subsequent gestational diabetes um, and further pregnancies. Um, it can also develop into type 2 for the mom as well if it's not controlled. Um, and then the main complication for prediabetes is just that it can develop into type 2, which then leads to all of those other complications. Mm -hmm. In most cases uh, for prediabetes, um, you're not at a stage yet where uh, medication is necessary, for instance. Uh, I mean, they'll try to, you know, control it with diet, exercise, always the best way to reverse it. Correct. Um, yeah, and so pre-diabetes, you don't take any medications. Um, there's also recommendations for if you have diabetes and you have to take medication, you still can do a lot of diet and exercise um, things that can help you, so you might not have to take medication eventually. Um, but yeah, prevention is the key. Um, the main thing with healthy eating is about getting recommended levels of all the different um, types of fat, calories, fiber. Um, we definitely don't want to suggest going below or way beyond any recommended levels. It's all about moderation. Um, so some of the, the key prevention methods would be to choose foods lower in fat and calories, but higher in fiber. Um, you can focus on fruits, vegetables, and whole grains. Um, you can check out the My Plate. Um, that's a really good guide as to what you should be eating each day. Um, and then some other tips would be to strive for variety. If you're eating the same thing every day, it's going to get kind of boring and you'll want other things. Um, plan ahead for your meals. Try and eat smaller portions. These days our, our plates and things at um, restaurants are a lot bigger um, than what is actually recommended. So just kind of keeping that in mind. And then also you can eat slower and drink water uh, throughout your meal can help with that. Um, and then physical activity um, recommendations to prevent diabetes is to aim for 30 minutes of moderate physical activity a day. Um, this could be a brisk daily walk, riding a bike, swimming laps. Um, some good ideas to, to get that physical activity if it's tough is to do it with a friend so you can get socializing and physical activity at the same time. Um, mix up both strength and cardio activities. Um, some people can get a gym membership through their insurance, so you can look into that. Um, and then also you can break up your activity into smaller sessions throughout the day. Take a 10-minute walk um, three times a day instead of um, if it's too hard to get the 30 minutes um, at the same time. Um, and then the main thing with prevention, um, we look at the weight loss. Um, there's some benefits. Not everyone will experience everyone, but there's just some that people report would be a greater quality of sleep, which can help with lots of other areas in your life, um, better hormonal balance, improved mood, less joint pain, stress relief, a healthier heart, improved memory. Um, you might have to take less medications, and then you have more energy throughout the day to get other things done. Um, a big fact would be losing 5 to 7% of your body weight through physical activity and healthy eating can actually help prevent or delay the development of type 2 bi diabetes by as much as 58%. We're moving into a, a period of time now, and today is a perfect example of, of um, you know, the winter months are uh, generally a little more difficult for people to, uh, to get that exercise. Thankfully, though, a lot of the schools and other areas have, um, you know, opened up areas for indoor walking, and those are, you know, fairly utilized quite a bit. Yeah, those are really good options, um, and 
more cost-effective options if gym memberships are too expensive. Um, there's also a lot of apps on phones now that you could do workouts in your home. Um, you just need a big open space. It doesn't require weights, things like that. Um, if you do have weights, you can obviously incorporate that in. But yeah, checking out um, the app store on your phone or iPad or computer would be a really good option as well for cost-effective. And then you just stay in your home and you don't have to leave in, in the winter. Yeah. All right. Um, there are a number of resources available that uh, people can can look into. Uh, you know, I would imagine that you would be in agreement that first and foremost, you know, trust your whoever your primary physician is. That should be your first source of, hey, what do I do? But there are a lot of other uh, things that you can research on your own too. Right. Definitely. Um, you can always talk to your doctor, call them, um, go in, talk to them during your annual appointment. Um, definitely talk to them first. Um, yeah, there are a couple other resources as well. There's one called the I can prevent diabetes class. Um, it's also called national diabetes prevention program. It's a one year, uh, evidence-based program with education and support for lifestyle changes. Like we mentioned, um, with the prevention, uh, previously, um, there are lifestyle coaches that lead these classes to help participants improve their food choices, increase physical activity, and learn coping skills to maintain weight loss and a healthy lifestyle. Um, this class is designed to help people lose that 5 to 7% of their body weight that can decrease the risk of getting diabetes by over 50%. Um, and then if you are interested in that class, um, you can go to www.yourjuniper.org. That's www.your. J-U-N-I-P-E-R dot O-R-G um, that has a listing of all the um, I Can Remember Diabetes classes in your area. If you search by zip code, it also has um, balance classes um, and other evidence-based classes that can help with um, a variety of things. And then the second resource would be um, the Wellness on Wheels program that um, we as public health um, have. We go to four different sites in the county. We go to Monticello, Delano, Annandale, and Cocado. We also do some appointments in Buffalo. Um, and then those services are immunizations for those who qualify, hemoglobin A1C, which is the main focus for uh, prediabetes. You can get that checked, um, and it'll kind of tell you if you need to work on some things or if you should go see your doctor, um, things like that. We can also do cholesterol screenings and then um, blood pressure checks as well. Um, you can call 763 682-7516 for um, appointments as well as any questions you may have. And that's really a handy resource too if uh, you know if people can come in just in the wild van visits. Um, you know sometimes it's uh, a lot easier and sometimes you know doctors can fill up quite a ways out so it takes a while to get in and you know, for general things like this, it's pretty quick. Right. Yeah. And we go to um, those four sites once a month um, and you can call to, to get the schedule. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a good option for people who don't have insurance and can't get into the doctor, or if you can't get into your doctor and you just want to check it out, um, that's a good option as well. When someone is uh, diagnosed as, uh, well, obviously with type one, but uh, even type two diabetes, when somebody is diagnosed with that, generally they're going to lock in for a, a lifetime after that of, you know, being pretty rigid about uh, diet, exercise, lifestyle. They have to monitor it very closely after that. Right, definitely, um, especially type 2 um, in terms of the diet and exercise. Um, 
you really have to to watch your things. And with type one, it's um, even more strict because you have to do carb counting and other things like that for the insulin um, because you just your body doesn't make it and there's not much you can do about that, unfortunately. Um, so you have to actually take the insulin. With type two, people usually just have the oral but can also have um, insulin needs if they if it's gotten pretty bad. Um, but they can kind of adjust a little more if they do diet and exercise it can help more but you are you do have it for the rest of your life and you yeah. have to manage that it can be uh you know lowered or, you know or your impact can be lowered mm-hmm. uh, but a lot of times you're you're pretty much in for life i know that uh, a lot of people have have had really good success with the insulin pumps um that seems to be one of the breakthroughs of you know probably the I'm not sure when they first came out, if it was in the, the 80s or whenever, but uh, since then, uh, they've been pretty successful. Yeah, um, it's a lot easier for uh, people because you don't have to give yourself shots um, however many times a day, and then it's also a little more private. Um, people don't see you <laughs> giving yourself shots, um, and it kind of just goes on its own, um, so it is really nice and a little easier to manage. And I understand in this uh, era of technology, there is uh, some some new uh, ways uh, for testing that aren't quite as invasive as the the daily uh, the finger pokes anymore. Yeah, um, they have definitely increased a lot of their um, testing and um, technology and things like that. So it's really helpful for people if you do have it. Um, you can talk to your doctor, figure out what's best for you, and it's really easy. Yeah. Bottom line though is avoiding it if you at all can. You know, I mean, some of it if it's hereditary, you know, you might ha- not be quite as lucky but um uh boy doing anything that you can to to stay away from it is a good idea definitely yeah any of those prevention mother measures um healthy eating physical activity um anything like that is definitely whatever whatever you can do (laughs) it's it's good right and as you were talking about it's um important because of the fact that it's it, it can be tied to so many other things you know because it it can be the start of, of, you know, excess wear and tear on the heart or circulatory system and uh, a lot of different things. Right, definitely. Um, you don't want the complications that go along with diabetes if you have it. So even if you do have it, um, doing anything you can to, um, to make those lifestyle changes so that um, the rest of your body can be as healthy as possible is definitely key. All right. Um, talking a little bit again about where people can contact uh, public health or... Uh, any other resources that might be helpful for yep. them? Yep. Um, so that I can remember diabetes class, that lifestyle change class, you can go to www.yourjuniper.org, um, Y-O-U-R-J-U-N-I-P-E-R.org. That, there you can find classes um, that you can take in your area. And then also the WOW program. Um, we can do hemoglobin A1Cs to test, um, see if uh, you're pre-diabetic or maybe in the higher range. Um, you can call 763 763- Six eight two seven five one six for an appointment or any questions you might have. And also the uh, the good news is that um, even though numbers are going up, unfortunately, we do know uh, a lot about it. So there is a lot of help and a lot of understanding about it. Whereas maybe you know fifty years ago, it might not have been quite as as well known. Yeah, definitely. So that it, that's good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming in. Allison Dudak, a public health nurse with Rye County Public Health on our program today uh, discussing November Diabetes Awareness Month. Thanks for coming in. Thank you so much. That's today's Spotlight on KRWC.